You've been out on a day of crime committing. Your car is loaded to the brim with stolen goods. And instead of like, you know, I don't know, staying under the radar for just a little bit, you decided that someone asking you to wear a mask, the only way to respond to that is to piss on them. Yeah, I know I should be laying low because my trunk is filled with all of the shit that I stole from earlier today, but hey, fuck you and fuck your masks. I'm pissing. Weird But Wonderful Podcast, a journey into the minds of strange people doing strange things. My name's James. We got a different mic, different setup. Haven't read these news stories. It's an off-the-cuff episode. We're just going to jump in and see how it goes. And it's I don't know what I don't know what else to say. I'm just I'm just gonna read the first story. The police have allegedly found a severed human penis and testicles in a tradies freezer while investigating the removal of another person's testicle in an alleged castration fetish act. Wait, sorry, <laughs> sorry. What happened here? This is called police find severed human penis and testicle in tradies freezer, and apparently this happened here in Brisbane where I live. Ah. Uh, Police have allegedly found a severed human penis and testicles in a tradies freezer while investigating the removal of another person's testicle in an alleged castration fetish act. So they showed up to scope out one one testicle, ended up finding a surprise second testicle for an unrelated person, I'm assuming is what happened. Uh, Police went to the West End flat of electrician Ryan Andrew King, 27, in inner city Brisbane while investigating a bizarre mutilation last weekend. What's castration fetish? Better at... Okay, I'll look it up. Fine. Better it be on my search history than yours. Castration fetish. I'm just getting links to this news story. Uh, what is, let's go, what is, what is a castration fetish? Uh, castration is any action, surgical, chemical, or otherwise, by which an individual loses use of the testicles. So your, there's, your kink is turn my, turn my balls off? <laughs> is that what you're into? Yes, my thing is, uh, you know how your testicles function? Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. My fetish is I like that to stop happening. Ah, oh. why gets me juiced? But then you can't juice because the balls are off. I don't know how bodies work. Uh, police and paramedics were called to a city backpacker hostel last Saturday night where they allegedly found a 26-year-old Sydney man with his genitals partly removed. It is alleged the man had arranged to be partially castrated by Mr. King in one of the rooms after meeting online. Okay. Wait. Had his general... He wanted to be partially castrated. So people are just in... I'm just into... My kink is... Cut my thing off. Cut my thing out, cut my thing off, turn my things off. Okay. You really can find... You really can find anyone into anything on the internet, can't you? But pe- people always say like, oh, that's the internet. No, that's people. 
because the internet the internet isn't this thing existing on its own that transforms people into something else. It's just people being people. It's guys being dudes. It's chicks being girls, whatever whatever the other version of guys being dudes is. It's just, you know what I mean? And when people are like, oh, if you can't handle people being shitty to you on the internet, you just got to get off the internet because that's what the internet's like. No, that's people, dog. That's shitty people being shitty in a place that we've just accepted people are going to be shitty for some reason. I love the internet, uh, an infinite resource for learning, creativity, finding, uh, you know, uh, like-minded people, communities, sharing information and ideas, and also a place for me to call you a fucking fat, fat fuckhead for no reason. Oh, cool. Yeah, and that's just what it's like here, I guess. Oh, can we change it and make it not that? Nah, fuck off, fat fuckhead. Oh, good. Nice. Hey, that's just the internet. No, that's just you and other shit people. (laughs) You know, (laughs) a little bit off topic on that one, but not really, because it's like, hey, you know, that's just the internet where you can find other people to partially castrate. People have always been, I think people have always been into weird shit. And, and have secretly always been shitty. Not everyone, but the people who are, who are shitty or the people who are into weird shit. Everyone, I don't know, people just seem to think like, oh, that stuff only started happening on the internet. No, that's that was happening all the time. It's just now we can more easily <laughs> access each other. Um, Mr. King, who works as an electrician at the Queensland Performing Arts Centre. He said he works at fucking QPAC. And has volunteered in the SES, is not, uh, is not believed to be medically qualified, but allegedly taught himself castration from online research. Oh. You know before when I said, like, you can learn anything online? I guess you can learn anything online. Should you be able to then practice it in the real world probably not probably not hey you're allowed to learn it but it doesn't mean you're allowed to do it weird but wonderful 2020 it is a uh it is alleged he may have used a cryo pen a device for removing lesions such as warts and benign skin spots with nitrous oxide under high pressure what? He was trying to remove his ding with a cryo pen? After finding the allegedly... A lot of allegedly is being thrown around in this article. After finding the allegedly mutilated man at the hostel, police searched Mr. King's West End apartment and allegedly found the human penis and set of testicles in his freezer. What do you mean? You either did or you didn't. Were the, hey, were the balls there or not? <laughs> Let's be more specific on this one. And then he keeps him. Why? Uh, okay, yeah. Is that your, like, is it like a sexy thing? I want my dick and my balls cut off. It's my sexy thing. Oh, okay. 
I don't, yeah, doesn't that seem kind of because if it's your sexy thing, but you've just removed the thing that you do sexy th- thing with, kind of seems like I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Kind of just it feels a little bit like, mm, you know what I love? High quality gloves. Cut my hands off. Oh, love me some expensive shoes. Now slice off these tootsies. It's like, but that's the thing. Isn't that the thing? You're getting rid of the thing for the thing that you like. I don't know. I'm confused by the whole sitch. If you're into, um, uh, you know, if castration or partial castration is your thing, uh, email one weird podcast um at gmail.com and you know just let me know what's it all about um is it your thing why is it your thing and would love to know queensland police reported no complaints have been made about the as yet unidentified set of severed human male genitals and no charges have been laid in relation to the discovery well, yeah, because they they sought each other out online. These people wanted to have their stuff cut off, their stuff cuffed, and so they did get their stuff cuffed. And then you're not gonna you're not gonna be like, ah, he cuffed my stuff, police, police. It took me ever forever to find this guy online who would cuff my stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, because you, you that's what you wanted. You went and did the thing. You wanted the stuff cuffed, you found a stuff cuffer, you stuff cuffed him, and then you don't fucking then go tell the police, do you? Because you got, you, bing, bang, boom, you got everything that you wanted, everyone's happy. You got some genitals in the freezer. The Sydney man who allegedly had one testicle removed by Mr. King has taken to the Royal Brisbane and Women's, well, was taken to the Royal Brisbane and Women's Hospital for surgery and is in a stable condition. Police charged Mr. King with one count of act intended to maim and he appeared via video link in brisbane's magistrate court on monday mr king's parents were in the court for the appearance of their son who was denied bail how did how does mom and dad react to that one for the first time um yes mom and dad my thing is removing other people's things um here's a question and you know I don't want to. I don't. You know what? I was gonna say I don't want to yuck anyone's yum, but your thing is like getting your stuff cuffed. So it's like I don't give a shit. Okay, whatever. You want your stuff cuffed, and you want, and someone else is into cuffing stuff, and you want to do all of that. Whatever. But I don't have to sit here and pretend like it's okay. Anyway, question: Who's which? Who is weirder in that scenario? The person getting their stuff cuffed or the cuffs or the stuff cuffer? You know what I mean? The per- uh, is it is it weirder to to go and seek out the knowledge of how to castrate or partial partially castrate someone and then what and then what do I like advertise my services? on like 8chan and like tour forums and stuff <laughs> or or is it yeah or is it stranger you let me know because i don't know 
which is weirder to be the person who goes and seeks out the information to become someone who can provide that service or is it weirder to want the service i think it's way weirder to want some random person on the internet to take one of my balls out and that's my thing that i'm into dog it i don't know just seems like a it's a limited run thing you know what i mean I can only do two and then I can, I can never do my favorite thing ever again. Oh, well, three, I suppose. I could do a ball at a time and then my ding. So, you know. His defense lawyer told the court Mr. King had been bullied as a student at Brisbane's elite private boys school Anglican church grammar known as Churchy. Holy shit, he went to Churchy? Uh, and had Asperger's and... Kleinfelter syndromes? Kleinfelter syndrome is when a male is born with an extra X or female chromosome uh, and can cause small, poorly functioning genitals and lowered fertility. Okay. Uh, Brisbane detectives are investigating the existence of an underground fetish scene in which men apparently volunteer to have parts of their genitals removed. Again, yes, that is the part that it's, that is the underground community (laughs) in which um, I am interested if it exists. And more importantly, well, I mean, clearly it does exist, but why? I just want to understand why. I want to get in that headspace. Why do you want your stuff cuffed? Anonymously email let me email me let me know. Uh, Mr. King will appear in court on August twenty fourth. So and I just now noticed a lot of stuff being removed in this episode because the next the next story that I have is a Connecticut man decapitating his landlord with a sword after being told that he had to move out because of overdue rent, which seems to me like a lit just a little bit of an overreaction the hartford police department responded to a 911 call saturday morning from the landlord victor king who said that his roommate jerry thompson 42 had been quote waving a sword at him in a threatening and terrorizing manner amid a rent dispute according to an arrest warrant filed by Hartford detectives. I was thinking about this the other day because I saw someone on Instagram who uh, makes and sells swords and he, so, you know, a little, it was like a little promo video. He got done sort of like blacksmithing it or whatever. And then it was him showing like him, like cutting I think it was like a samurai sword, you know, where they like wrap bamboo or something, or it is just bamboo or whatever the fuck that thing is. And it's supposed to like mimic human flesh and bone or something. And he was like, oh, cutting through it or whatever. All I thought was like, what do you, what do you do with a sword? If I bought, cause like sword, they're not cheap. Okay. And I'm not talking about someone who's like into fencing or who's into like, um, 
uh, like, what, what do you call it? Like medieval reenactment fighting. You know how people do that stuff? And they get all armored up and they and they actually fight like with medieval weapons. I'm not talking about those people. Or even like people who do like sword fighting as a sport or a hobby. Not none of that shit. Because that because there there's a practical application for them buying weapons or swords or whatever. So that makes sense. Or on the other hand, if you're into like, you know, movie props or fantasy and stuff, you're a big like maybe you buy um is Arthas the sword? Arthas. I just have to Google that. Arthas uh, is a character. What's the sword's name? What's the Lich King's sword's name? Sword name. Lich King's sword is... Um, Frostmorn. Frostmorn. Okay. So, like, I understand if you if you get, like, a Lord of the Rings weapon... Or, you know, the little hobbit sword that glows blue. Or you get, like, Frostmourne or whatever. Because it's, like, it's from a, a thing. It's from, like, a world or a cinematic universe or something. And, you know, if you know me, I'm a big sucker for people taking things from, like, you know, books or TV shows or movies or whatever and then bringing them into real life and making them. I just think that's really cool. Um... But to have like a sword that I can't, because like I can't do anything with it, you know? And all I could think about when I was like flipping through these pictures of swords was like, I bet every single person who has ever bought one of these is just like frothing at the fucking teeth, wishing that they could be in a time where they could legitimately sword fight someone to the death <laughs> or where or where it was just sort of like a weapon that you could have on you and use is that true that's that's what i reckon but i don't know do you do you own a sword let me know if you own a sword are you just frothing to you saw Cove and you were like, oh, please let this go zombie mode so I can just use my sword on real people for once, one time. Let me for real sword a real person one time. I just can't help but think that sword owners are waiting for that day where they can use it. So, hey. Victor King, no, Jerry Thompson over here, probably. I mean, once he snapped back to reality and realized that he'd f fully decapitated his real-life um, landlord, he thought, probably, first first thought, crumbs. I'm not going to have anywhere to live. And then number two, fuck yeah, got to use my sword. Is that insensitive to, like... Someone being killed with a sword. I just can't help but think that sword owners are just like, just going, can't wait. Let me use my sword for real just one time. Because I mean, like gun, gun owners get to like go. Sh yeah, but I guess you could swing your sword around and cut bottles and stuff. But like, that's not, if you're a sword owner, I, I can't imagine that that's doing it for you. You know what I mean? <laughs> that ain't satiating the bloodthirst that you secretly all have. You naughty sword owners biting at the fucking, chomping at the bit 
cannot wait for a chance to for real use their sword just one time. Anyway, <laughs> uh, King gave Officers Thompson's cell phone number. King gave Officers Thompson's cell phone number according to the warrant. It did not say if police spoke to Thompson Saturday. The next day, police received calls from a neighbor and then a separate friend of King's who were concerned about his safety. Police entered the residence Sunday afternoon to find a grisly crime scene and King's body covered by numerous articles of bedding on the floor. Jesus Christ. A medical examiner investigator's preliminary observations suggested King's injuries were consistent with a large edged weapon, noting lacerations to the landlord's right arm, upper chest, and across the neck, causing decapitation. So this dude didn't just like, what's that chick's name from Walking Dead, where she she has the, uh, she, when she first showed up, she had the zombies with no jaws, so they couldn't bite her, and she has a sword. He didn't just, he didn't just straight go for like the, taking their head straight off. He like, this is what I'm saying. He for real sorted a real dude. Surveillance video also caught a male exiting a white Jeep carrying a long, shiny white object in his right hand, walking into the residence Saturday afternoon and exiting about 30 minutes later with the same object. Okay. Uh, landlord, landlord nervous over safety at his New Orleans complex because he can't evict a possible eviction crisis on the horizon. Hey, article what? Anyway, uh, when questioned by police, Thompson refused to speak, but wrote on a sheet of paper that the paper in the glove compartment in the Jeep is all you need. What? So they're like, hey, did you like for, we know we've seen the sword that you've got. We know that all sword owners are absolutely chomping at the bit. They're so randy to just get that sword out one time. Did you do it? And he wrote down on a piece of paper, <laughs> follow this map at the other end of which you will find another piece of paper. That piece of paper will reveal all of the details that you need to know. Once a search warrant was obtained, police found paperwork suggesting Thompson believed he was a sovereign citizen. These goddamn sovereign citizens. Oh, I'm traveling. I am traveling. I'm not driving. I am traveling. Uh, or an individual who believes he is not subject to any statutes and in and interprets the laws in their own way. Fucking sovereign citizens are like crazy. They're crazy. It's like a child being like, no, those rules don't apply to me. I come up with my own rules and I... Yeah, I I decapitated my landlord, but but I don't see your laws about murder. It was medieval self defense. Thank you. The the amount of rent owed and Thompson's employment status were not known. The victim's cousin Jim Banks told the Hartford uh, Current King Hartford Current King was one of the good guys. Quote, one that would never hurt a soul, one that would always reach out uh, and help others. He was pleasant as can be, always seemed to be happy, 
and he was just a joy to be around. King was an accomplished bridge player as well. Uh, he's very he's very good at it. Very good at teaching others to play it. Just a kind and gentle person whose uh, first love was bridge. Shortly after Thompson was formally charged with murder, detectives and members of the Hartford Police dive team recovered the suspected murder weapon about 10 miles away in the Farmington River uh, Department spokesman. Lieutenant Paul Cicero told CNN. So he slashes and dashes his fucking landlord, hides the body in sheets, although, like, not really, just covers covers it in sheets and then chucks the sword. Like, this seem, this all seems like the shittiest, like, the least thought-out crime ever. At his arraignment Tuesday in Hartford Superior Court, Thompson refused to speak with a public defender, so he was not assigned one, according to an audio recording of the proceeding. He was detained in lieu of a $2 million bond before his next court appearance on August 18th, according to the recording in State Department of Corrections. In my mind, this is, this is what every sword owner is, is, is waiting to do. If you know someone that owns a sword, it's only a matter of time before either you're in their home and it's just you and them and they come at you or like something. I fully believe that every sword owner got it because they want to use it. Don't at me. You can't prove that I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, and what do we have here? We've got... Fuck it. We've got two more stories. I'm going to do both of them anyway. Uh Woman, a woman in Roseville, uh, this article says, we've seen a lot of confrontations involving masks, including verbal fights, physical altercations, and even coughing fits. Yeah, so many people with this whole, like, cove sitch, like, spitting has significantly increased. Spitting in someone's face is fucked. I, had, I just realized as I was saying what I was saying just now that I had a stronger reaction to someone spitting in someone's face than I did the guy who slashed up and then decapitated his landlord don't spit and say oh yeah he cut the guy's head off that's crazy man that's absolutely buck wild just way worse than that spitting in someone's face yuck don't spit in someone's face uh, yeah, I mean, like, the, the Karens are popping off. I mean, if you have an internet connection, you're seeing all these fucking Karen videos everywhere. Um, everyone's just, like, coughing in people's faces, spitting in their face. The fuck are you doing spitting in people's face? First of all, spitting in someone's face, not during Cove, one of the worst things you can do. Spitting in someone's face mid-Cove, I mean... It's, there's got to be, because spitting in someone's face is like assault, isn't it? Or something like that. Again, if you're familiar with me, if you've watched, listened to this show before, or watched this show before, you'll know that I'm not up on my laws. So, I don't know. I'll say that, I'll very confidently say that spitting in someone's face is assault. Signed, sealed, delivered, fact, proven. Shouldn't it be like during a, because... You have the potential, if you are giving someone COVID, you have the potential to kill them. So I'm not saying that they should be charged with like attempted murder, 
But I'm just, I think like if you're spitting in someone's face during Cove or coughing on them on purpose and shit like that, that maybe like the punishment should be like just a little bit more severe. I was going to say, let me know what you think, but I just, I just wholeheartedly think that, uh, but this one might top it all when a regular day at work turned into quite a show at the Verizon store off Galleria Boulevard in Roseville. In a 911 call, you hear a dispatch operator tell an officer three people are refusing to leave, not wearing a mask. They all asked, uh, they've asked several times and she refuses. After about three minutes, so about three minutes later, the operator tells the officer they're calling back and advising that the female is pulling down her pants and is now urinating inside the business. This is like, this is what I can't get over with this, with this, like all of these mask stories and all, you know, the videos you're seeing online. All I think is someone asked you to wear a mask. Okay. And then instead of doing that, Instead of just putting a piece of material over your mouth for a couple of minutes, you would rather do the the number of other insane fuckhead things that they go on to do, like causing fights with people, spitting in people's faces, coughing in people's mouths, pushing past people, um, being like dragged out of the store or like, you know, having some kind of altercation with someone. Or in this case, like you'd rather piss on the floor than wear a piece of material over your face for like five minutes. Where are you at in life? (laughs) Where are you at, dog? Now, you can either wear this piece of material over your mouth for um, three seconds while you're... Oh, she's pissing. Cool. Well, I'll just turn to this gentleman and say, hey, if you could please wear... Oh, and he's punched uh, one of the staff members in the face. Great. Absolutely not. That's totally inappropriate. We're not animals, said Michelle Davidson. Roseville police got to the scene and confirmed the incident to CBS 13. Spokesperson Rob Bacara says officers arrested the woman after finding several stolen items from a nearby Dick's Sporting Goods store in her vehicle. So you've... You've been out on a day of crime committing, okay? Your car is loaded to the brim with stolen goods. And instead of, like, you know, I don't know, staying under the radar for just a little bit, you decided that someone asking you to wear a mask, the only way to respond to that is to piss on them. Yeah, I know I should be laying low because my trunk is filled with all of that shit that I stole from earlier today. But hey, fuck you and fuck your masks. I'm pissing. Quote, I don't really have much to say, except that's probably not the right way to react to it. Uh, Simply wear the mask or leave, I guess, said Kelly Berger. Thanks, Kelly. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't have too much to say about it, but I think, I think dropping trowel in the middle of a store, you know, and then pissing on the floor, probably just not the right way to go about it, I think. You know, maybe just maybe just leave the store, I guess. Uh, quote, I'm very disappointed that we, as a, that we as a society choose to have this unity and let the virus divide us, 
said Davidson. Verizon spokesperson Heidi Flato says the company is is requiring all customers to wear masks in their stores. Flato told CBS 13 the incident wasn't just about the company's mask policy, but wouldn't comment further about what happened. So obviously something else happened with her plan or whatever. You know what it's like dealing with people like Vodafone and Optus and shit. Or worse, Telstra. Is anyone with Telstra anymore? I mean, I am for my internet, but like, hey, I wouldn't be for my phone. (laughs) Remember halfway through, I'm like, ooh, Telstra, who's using Telstra? You are, dickhead. You are. Oh, yeah. And our our final story here, uh, COVID-obsessed Bruce Rock, supermarket owner, burnt down his own store to keep customers safe. The co-owner of the only supermarket in a small Western Australia country town burnt down his business at the height of the COVID pandemic because he was obsessed with the virus and was being put under pressure by angry customers and out-of-town panic buyers. Bruce, Bruce, we really need stock, okay? I really need some toilet paper. You know, it's been six days now. We really need some toilet paper, Bruce. Can we please get to... Ah! shaking a jerry can around his store and just lights that puppy up. Get your own toilet paper! On the night of March 25th this year, Edward Guy Mason, 57, went to his store in Bruce Rock, 240 kilometers east of Perth, packed three shopping trolleys with cardboard, and set them on fire because uh, before trying to take his own life. Oh, Jesus. Wait, what? This is a different person. On the night of March 25th this year, Edward Guy Mason went to his store in Bruce Rock. Oh, no. Bruce Rock Supermarket is the name of the place. Jesus Christ. Okay. So the guy went there and he set the building on fire and was taking himself out. He then left the building and locked himself out before walking home, where he was later arrested. So he was going to try and kill himself, and then he didn't? Passers-by saw the fire and alerted authorities, but the supermarket and an adjoining hardware store owned by Mason's brother were destroyed, causing more than $1 million in damage. Mason pleaded guilty to a charge of willfully and unlawfully damaging a building by fire, with the district of court with the district court hearing that before he set fire to the supermarket, he had smoked eight cannabis bongs. Okay. What does that got to do with it? (laughs) That just means that's even worse because that just means he was really chill about the whole thing he was doing. Maybe he needed it to get through, you know? He's like, oh, fuck, this is crazy. I can't believe I'm going to burn this store down because the cove's taken over. He, he just fucking smashes out eight billies and then he's like insanely fucking calm and collected about what I'm going to do next. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to come back from driving 240 kilometers away. I'm going to fill this trolley up with all the cardboard that I bought and I'm going to burn down my store and Soz, also my brother's store. Sorry about that, bro. Didn't mean to take your shit out on the way. I just really wanted to, you know, the Karen bitch, she's been asking me about, oh, get the toilet paper. You haven't had baked beans in like six weeks. And I'm just like, I can't, you know, I'm not going to do it anymore. 
you know, I'm just not going to do it anymore, you know. So I'm just going to, I'm fucking super chill about the whole set. And I'm going to just take my store out and fuck, sorry, bro. I also took out your hardware store next door. Mason decided to, quote, eradicate himself. Court heard Mason's mental health had been declining for about six months, but it was made worse because of the coronavirus pandemic, uh, which had seen people from out of town panic buying toilet paper and hand sanitizer. That was affecting his stock levels and customers were becoming angry and abusing him about items not being available and also about the extra hygiene measures he'd put in place as a result of the pandemic. Uh, Yeah, I love how people are getting pissed off that like they have to be a little bit more hygienic. And just, like, not be fucking breathing down someone's fucking neck for half a second. Hey, just give people a little bit of space and clean your hands, you dirty fucks. That's it. That's it. Oh, that's too many rules. Is it? Is it? Okay. His lawyer, Richard Lawson, said Mason then became convinced he had the virus and to protect his customers and the public, he was getting infected. He had to burn down his business. Uh, later, repeatedly telling witnesses, I set fire to the business to kill the germs. He decided he had to eradicate himself, Mr. Lawson said. Mason has been in custody since his arrest on the night, and Mr. Lawson said in those four months, his mental health had improved because he had resumed taking antidepressant medication and was receiving counseling. Judge John Pryor said he had he had received 17 character references on behalf of Mason, who was described as well-liked and respected uh, in the Bruce Rock community where he was born and raised. Judge Pryor said most of the authors were shocked by what Mason had done and did say in the lead-up to the incident that they observed he was under immense pressure to maintain stock levels and keep his customers happy and safe. The court heard he had run the supermarket for 28 years after inheriting the business from his parents. Uh, however, he described the case. Judge Pryor described Mason's offense as very serious, saying the fire had been caused had caused substantial damage and put at risk other buildings and the safety of others in the town. However, he described the case as unusual, saying he was satisfied the COVID pandemic had been a direct causal impact of Mason's behavior. Judge Pryor imposed a 16-month jail term but suspended it, noting that Mason had never committed any offense before, had spent four months in custody, had pled guilty at an early opportunity, and was genuinely remorseful. He also said the community of Bruce Rock was supportive of Mason, and there was a real risk that any further time in custody would undermine the positive steps that had taken that he had taken to rehabilitate himself. Yeah, I bet they also thought like any more time he spent in there was less time that he could get his store back up and running because, as they said, he was the only store in their community in Western Australia. So maybe, maybe a little bit of uh, something in it for themselves. Not going to say that that's entirely the reason, but, you know, just something to think about. Uh, however, Judge Pryor did make an order that Mason pay his brother $479,000 to compensate him for the damage that was caused to the hardware store. Surely there could be germs on these cartons outside the court. Mason described what Mason described what was happening in the lead up to set the fire as very bad. I was running a business and just seeing my shelves stripped bare. It was very hard to deal with. 
People were driving 30 minutes from another town uh, and they just come in and stripped my shelves shelves bare uh, if their town was empty. That's where all the conflict began because my customers couldn't understand why they couldn't get their regular items. Seeing different news reports and seeing how it could be transmitted and I thought we're getting boxes coming from warehouses, boxes coming from China and that's how I felt. I felt surely there could be germs on those cartons. He thanked those in Bruce Rock community who had supported him and said he now planned to return to the town to regroup and start again. Well, you know, a silver lining. A silver lining to this episode that I think we can all take away. You know, I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. And that's the attitude that we should all have. Pissing the night away, pissing the night away. And that's going to do it for this episode. If you want to keep up to date with all things weird but wonderful, go slap a follow on the socials at One Weird Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. But again, let's face it, just Instagram. You can also find me at my Pixel Persona on Instagram. Uh, if you want to help out the show, slap a five star review wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, which I think is mainly just fucking Apple and iTunes. Um, so, hey, if you listen through there, do it, do it now. Dear God, do it right now. Uh, and share the show with a friend. Word of mouth. Still the best way to, you know, get shows out there. Get them found. Share them around with your mates who listen to podcasts. But um, again, that's going to do it. Thank you so much for listening. This has been episode 70. Come back for episode 71. And I'll see you. I'll, I'll see your sexy motherfucking face next time, right? Love you. Peace.